Welcome to Bella in Your Business, the best of Bella. My name is Bella Vasta, the host of this podcast, and today we have episode 159 that's actually a replay of episode 120. You see, we're going to be talking to Jessica Phillips of Now Marketing Group out in Lima, Ohio. She runs a multi-million dollar marketing firm where her major platform is relationship marketing, and that's exactly what she's going to talk about today. I loved this podcast so much that I wanted to share it with you again, because at the end of the day, as small home-based service providing businesses in our communities. It's all about the relationship, but it's not just that easy jargon that you might think of. Jessica really leaves you a lot of nuggets to think about and play with and percolate on that can really, you can actionably use in your business today. Not to mention that this is also another person who really walks the walk. She takes what she teaches and she actually implements it, which is why at such a young age, she's been able to create a multi-million dollar company. Jessica Phillips, I have so much respect for her. She is also one of my good friends, but it's really going to help you. And we've received such incredible feedback on this. I hope that you like this. And this is going to be the last of the Best of Bella replays. And as we come into the fall, we're going to be getting into our next episode with Lauren Cora from the Pet Industry Coalition. You will not want to miss that one. But without further ado, here's Jessica Phillips. Welcome to Bella in Your Business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, your host, and today I've got a treat for you. Jessica Phillips, I met her when I was asked to come speak at Ohio's largest social media convention that she actually puts on. And Jessica and I, she's like one of those people that you just instantly bond with, one of those people you instantly want to be BFFs with. And today she's on our show to talk about relationship marketing. Did you even know that was a thing? Welcome to the show, Jessica. Hey, thanks so much for having me. And I feel the same way about you and your bubbly personality. I love it. (laughs) Thank you so much. So it was your now marketing group that hosted this largest social media marketing convention in Ohio called Mm -hmm. Social Media Week Lima, not Lima, but Lima. And you also host a weekly live video show called Magnet Marketeers, right? Magnet Marketers. Yep. Every Tuesday. How can people find that? Sure. So magnetmarketers.com will kind of give you the sign up if you're interested in participating in this show and it just lets you know what we're talking about each week. But we do it live on the Magnet Marketers Facebook every Tuesday at 4 p.m. talking about how you can be a magnet with your marketing versus a bullhorn. It's kind of our thing. Magnet (laughs) versus a blowhorn. I love that. And I want to get into that today. But can you help fill in the gaps for our listeners and kind of just explain how you got to where you are? Ooh, okay. I'll give you the cliff notes version, if you will. Yeah. So I worked in, <laughs> I worked in uh, corporate America working in telecommunications for about five years, worked for a bigger company, kind of worked my way up the ranks, loved working with people, realized that when I was working in telecommunications, I worked, showing my age a little bit here, in the day when we were transitioning from the big like Zach Morris phones to the smartphones where they took pictures and text and trying to convince people why they would want text and photo messages and internet on their phone. They're like, I just needed to make phone calls, right? So I realized, even though I thought at the time I was a great salesperson, I could not help anyone do anything unless I stopped and listened and figured out what their pain points are and what a day in their life looked like and how the services that I was offering could adapt to them. So kind of fell in love with 
understanding my audience a lot more as a salesperson. Mm-hmm. And by using this discovery technique and finding out a day in their life and what it looked like and how it could apply to positioning the services, I got promoted, worked as a distribution partner, worked uh, with mom and pop shops, and were helping them market their businesses with no marketing budget, and realized that what they were doing in stores, the reason why people are coming to their store versus big box stores is because the people, and they took time with each customer that came in their door. So I used social media at the time to really help them tell their story because it was free to them. It just cost them their time. Fell in love with that and then decided that I wanted to start Now Marketing Group. I ended up getting pregnant right before I started the company and it wasn't working out with the corporate job at that time because I got really sick during that pregnancy. So it was kind of a pause moment for me and saying, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? And decided I wanted to start my own business, helping those mom and pop shops and small, medium-sized companies tell their story and connect with their audience online using social media and relationship marketing. That is so fantastic. (laughs) There's so many things that you just said in there. Now, first one, I didn't know all of that. So I love Uh hearing who Jessica Phillips is, but also what you said there, you said that people would come to the mom and pop stores rather than those big boxes. And I hope Mm -hmm. that a whole bunch of bells and whistles and barks and tail wags went on (laughs) in my listeners ears right now, because that's exactly who they are, Jessica. They are all mom and pop, even if they're still a million dollar company, or if they're Mm -hmm. just starting off their $20,000 a year, they are still, you know, it's their company. It's their blood, sweat and tears. They're not this huge Marriott corporation. So Mm -hmm. It sounds like you found this thing called relationship marketing. Can you explain to us what that is and how we can kind of like leverage it? Yeah. So a lot of people have heard of inbound marketing or content marketing or social media marketing, right? And those are all processes, but relationship marketing is more of an ideology. Like it's a thought process. It is focusing on, instead of trying to win new business all the time, that you pause, you focus on keeping the clients that you have and doing what you do so well that people want to come back and see you do it again. So it's focused on creating that repeat referral business and growing that word of mouth business just by taking the time and treating others how you want to be treated and doing business that way and using techniques like social media, inbound content marketing, and even your traditional marketing, all focused in the mix and trying to attract the right people to you, treating them the right way, and then allowing the rest to work its magic because people like doing business with you. And you don't just talk the talk, you walk the walk. Because as a speaker at your conference, I felt like a queen. (laughs) You were, you are. (laughs) (laughs) But I felt like one. (laughs) Stops that you guys pulled out. I mean, all of the speakers, you had massage therapists for us. You had gifts in our room. I have a freaking bobblehead. Like I feel like I made it. I mean, you truly kind of mastered that craft and it's so awesome that that's what you help teach people how to do. And it's such a good point too, because we hear about all these different types of marketing, the social media marketing, the inbound marketing, content marketing, Mm -hmm. and this relationship marketing. So let's take it a step further. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. There's this relationship marketing, Jessica, how do we Mm -hmm. get started doing that? Like, how do I Mm -hmm. start doing that in my pet sitting business? 
Sure. Yeah. And I think before we even dive in, because there is somewhat of a process, but a lot of us are wanting kind of that weight loss. Tell me the steps and the quickest way to get there so I can lose the weight, right? And give me the pill, right? And what it really honestly boils down to and everything that you're doing is literally think about how you want to be treated and what it is that your customers are having a problem with and how you help them. So we do break this down to what's called care, a care approach. So it's easier to remember, but you first need to think about your business and how are you capturing a Attention. Like, how are you standing out as your pet sitting business or as your whatever you're offering? How are you going to capture the attention of your ideal audience? Because attention is the game, really, when it comes to marketing. We're all trying to fight for attention. So why is somebody going to stop and take notice of you? It's usually because you're helping them in some way or you're standing out boldly in something that you're doing so well that people are going to stop and take notice. So think about how can I capture attention first? And I'll break down some more examples of that. The A is how are you articulating your message? Somebody should be able to look at you and say, this person does X. Very simply put, what do you do? If you're trying to be everything to everyone. Everybody knows the saying, you're going to be nothing <laughs> to everyone. So what? how are you articulating your message that's clear and concise? And you'll know this. So if you ask somebody else, what is it that I do? If they can repeat it, or if you have a team and your team can repeat it, then you know you're articulating your message well. And then the R is being relationship focused, creating those micro moments like you're mentioning at the conference, those massages, those little things in the room, the little micro moments that go a long way at the end of the day. How are you being relationship focused? And the E is all based on experience. So how are you creating a unique experience for your customers that is going to leave a memorable impression on them that they're going to want to refer you on to their friends? Like everybody talks about the no like trust, right? The KLT is Damien, as a few others have mentioned it. That's great. That means that person will do business with you. But if they refer you on when they love you, like it's one thing to do business with somebody, but in order to stake your name on a company and refer them to your mom, your brother or sister or a neighbor, you know, that takes some real confidence in that company. So we want to be experience focused and relationship focused enough that somebody's going to feel confident enough to not only do business with us, but refer us. So breaking down that care approach is what it's all about and stopping and thinking about that. So you have to do some things inside of that to really get your business ready because sometimes as business owners, not sometimes, all the time, we're wearing so many hats and we're trying to do so many things, you know, from paying the bills to cleaning your office or whatever it may be, that we sometimes don't pause and say, who is it that we're trying to truly help? Like, who can we help better than anyone else? And what does make our business unique? So the very first step before you can even get started on relationship marketing in general or marketing a company is really pausing a minute and stopping and asking yourself those questions first. I love that. Like you guys, did you hear that? Because there's so much of that typical no like, and trust stuff. And what Jessica is saying is we got to go deeper than that. If we don't want to just land that client, but we want to essentially make a fan out of them. We want to help them become evangelistic for our brand, right? We have to create that experience. Jessica, I think the experience part is where people get a little held up because Mm -hmm. we feel like, well, I'm just the best dog walker out there. I care Mm -hmm. about them more often, but can you maybe, and it doesn't necessarily have to be dog walker pets or example, but can you give me a couple more examples about how can one create an experience that's so different and unique? The ones that come to my mind are like Zappos or Amazon Mm -hmm. 
or mm-hmm. Southwest Airways, which is a lot better customer service than Delta as I'm dealing with Delta right now. But, oh, well. you know, <laughs> do you have any examples about sure. how experience could really knock it out of the park and be different? Yeah. And one thing we don't think about when it comes to experience is the journey for your customer to even find you in the first place. 60% of the buying cycles over before somebody even calls to book your dog walking service. Yes. So the experience Preacher actually girl. starts before you're even talking to them and probably before you even know that somebody's searching for you. Yes. So the first part of it is making sure that you're easy to find online and that your information is accurate that's online. So it's what deliverables do you even have out there that somebody, if they're searching for a service, then they can find you and easily find you and that it's appealing to them and that you have answers on your website that they would be asking. So you have to ask yourself, what kinds of questions would they be asking? What days are you available? What's your time? You know, what's your cost? You know, all the questions that you're typically asked by a customer, those are the answers that you should be having already available on your website and easy to find, having an easy to use website that's mobile friendly and optimized for today's consumer, that you're having testimonials on your website and that people can really get a true sense of who you are. Those are all the things that you need to have in place even before somebody would find you. And then it starts with when they call your line, are they getting a live person? You know, are they getting a voice recorded message and then not followed up with in a certain amount of time? back to you You within 24 to 48 hours. Boom. Don't give me more problems, right? (laughs) Exactly. Is it easy to sign up through you? Whatever, you know, your process looks like, you know, do you have the answers readily available? All of the little steps along the way, just imagine yourself in your customer's shoes. What would somebody be going through in order to do business with you? Then after you're providing the service and that you get to that point, you do land this client that you are ensuring and continuing to check the pulse to make sure that you're having a good relationship with them and that you are staying in touch with them. If I'm using the pet sitting example that, you know, you're maybe doing something that's maybe little notes of saying little cute things that the dog did that day, or, you know, milestones maybe that they achieved, you know, or whatever it is that you're going something a little bit extra that's personalized for that person that they feel like one in a million as far as a good way, like in a good way, one in a million, not in a bad way. Like I'm just (laughs) one amongst a million. And then from there, it's really just, yeah, just having a good channel for conversation, whether that's, you know, your social media and having like a private group. I know you know a thing or two about that uh, (laughs) to go and an extra step and then just making it really easy for them to refer you on and treated really like royalty and that your current clients are VIPs versus only new business that's coming in as VIPs. Cause how frustrating is that when you're, you know, looking on yeah. for cell phone companies, for example, since I use that example and you see where they're like, Oh, new people get this phone for free, but you've been with us for 10 years. You have to pay three times. <laughs> yeah. Nobody likes that. You want to treat your customers that have been with you for a while, like royalty. Yeah. I think we've all had that experience or even with like cable company, you know, I'm like, what do I have to do? Drop my service and then re-sign up to be treated better. You know, there's no loyalty. It's such a Mm -hmm. good point. Mm -hmm. So how does this all tie into personas and and how we go after these people? Because I imagine different people Mm -hmm. strive or yearn for different types of experiences. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. Personas is really what was the most eye-opening for me when we were creating this system is that all of us have a unique set of gifts that are for 
a unique set of personas or people. So personas, what they are, if you're not familiar, it's semi-fictional characters that represent real people that you would be doing business with. It's asking yourself, if I could have anybody call my line today to sign up for service with me or to become my customer, who would I want to call on the other end of that line? You know, who is my ideal customer? And creating personas, you create positive personas, asking yourself like, what does a day in their life look like? Like we said, what are they going through on a daily basis? Like, why would they be calling for my services specifically? What are they reading online? What are they watching? What is their biggest struggles? What are their biggest goals? And what questions are they asking? What do they want to have answered? You know, what do they do for fun? What, of course, the demographic information, you know, like the age, location, all that definitely is important too. But those deeper dive questions are the more specific ones that you want to ask yourself. Because when we're speaking out in any marketing or on our social media, we should be pretending that we're talking to someone on the other end of that screen because that's truly what it is. So when you really paint a picture of your ideal audience, you are talking then to someone else on the other end of the screen. Oh my gosh. Like Jessica, (laughs) I want to have you on like a full blown, like Facebook live because (laughs) we're not going to have enough time on this talk show. And you are phenomenal girl. What you're saying right there is I can just picture a lot of our listeners thinking like, yes, I do talk to my avatar or, Oh, that's what Belle is always saying when she says, stop talking about the industry Mm -hmm. and start solving problems, you know, because we have a tendency as business owners to be in our own mind because it's our blood, sweat and tears. And we've worked so hard to build this incredible Mm -hmm. thing that we've done. And we just want to be like, Hey, look at us. I can walk your dog. I can sit your cat. I can do your puppy. I can do a pet taxi. I can do this. I can do Mm -hmm. that. And it all becomes about you. Mm -hmm. And it's not about you. And so I hear you saying is that the first step to doing these personas and to figure out what kind of experience to give them, it's to Mm -hmm. identify who are you doing this for? Exactly. And who are you not doing it for? I think it's equally important to create a negative persona as it is to create your ideal personas. I love people Because when we first start out, I did it. I was definitely guilty. I was taking on anybody that wanted to give me money, basically. Right. It was like, yeah, sure. I'll help you. I'll help you. One, because you're excited about it, right? Yeah. You love what you Especially do. when we're just starting uh-huh. out too. Exactly. Because you're so excited. Is validation. Like they're paying mm-hmm. me. They're paying me. Yeah. When you know in the back of your mind, you're like, oh, oh, okay. Then when we do this and then it just never ends well. And every business that you take on has a ripple effect. Yes. So you definitely only want to take on the ones that are going to ripple and bring more positivity more leads that are going to come from you because they're satisfied because you're never going to be able to please a negative persona person for you. Somebody else, it's good to just make alliances with somebody else that it could be a good fit for and refer them on. But identifying it early, then you know when those kinds of things come up or you're going through a discovery process potentially with them when you're interviewing them as they're interviewing you for the business that you can say, hey, you know what? I am not the right fit for you, but I know somebody who is. And that you can refer them on because you want to make sure that you just are sticking with your tribe and saying no can bring you more business than saying yes at the end of the day, because you don't want those negative reviews out there. You don't want that negativity spreading. And it frees you up. So many business owners, they strive for that business. They Mm -hmm. say yes to everybody. Then they get so busy that they stop taking new business, but not realizing that if they were more Mm -hmm. selective, they could be building a business of, the people Mm -hmm. they want and they might have to reject people that they actually want and they don't even know it 
because they didn't allow that open for them. You know, you guys, is this blowing your mind right now? If it's blowing your mind, I want you to figure out where you're listening to this. And I want you to tell Jessica, yes, thank you. This is my biggest takeaway right now, but I want to keep moving. So Jessica, I want you to talk to us about what is a relationship marketing plan look like and how do we know if it's actually working? How can we test this? Cause we don't want to just do things and not know if it's working. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You're right. So the first step is doing the plan. So thinking, what do I want to be known for? What is my brand? Who am I? Who are my personas? Who are my negative personas? So stop and plan that out. You know, have it written somewhere where you can say, this is what we're about. This is what we stand for. Here's our ideal audience. Here's my brand. Here's what people should be saying about me and thinking about me. And then you think about how am I going to attract others into us? The capturing that attention, which means where I always say, it's like where you're putting your message. So now that you have your message and how you're going to add value, you think, how am I going to attract people into me? So whether that's setting up a Facebook group, setting up on Facebook, Instagram, but select your channels, select selective ones to where you only are setting up on ones that you have time to actively engage, not just So we don't publish. have to be on all of them. Is that what you're saying? No, <laughs> I don't. everything on my website. <laughs> <laughs> no, just start out small, you know, start out with a couple until you have time. If you, if you feel like you have more time or maybe have somebody to help you manage those, then you can grow from there. But think about where your audience is going to be hanging out too, and not just which ones that you want to set up on. So think about how you're going to attract and then how are you going to convert the whole idea of relationship marketing is that you don't necessarily have to have salespeople doing this for you. We don't have a salesperson. We've never had a salesperson at Now Marketing Group. We just drink our own Kool-Aids. We're offering things of value on our website and on our social. So we set up on channels that are going to draw people into us. And then what does a conversion process look like? So how is somebody going to convert? You want to have your process planned out. So this is just literally rinse and repeat when you get this built. So whether that conversion is setting up an appointment on your website and then you follow up via phone call, whatever that looks like to you, write it out. And then how are you going to stay active engagers to the people that are doing business with you? So have that plan in place, whether I'm sending them a card once a year for their birthday or once, you know, an email once a quarter, whatever that active engagement is, just make sure that you constantly are having check-ins with your audience and plan that out and continue adding value you into lighting. And then the last one is measuring. I want you to start measuring conversations on social media, not likes. How many new conversations are you starting? Yes, then, girl. Yes. <laughs> what do you yeah. mean conversations? Give me an example. So you want people having comments and engaging with you on social, not just the, hey, comment, dog for dog and a like for cat, not something like that, but active conversations where you're truly answering questions. So somebody may ask a question on what kind of shampoo should I use for my dog, whatever that is, you know, but you're actively having conversations. You want them engaged with your content in a meaningful way and don't even look at the likes and just count the conversations there. And for your traffic. Responding to everyone, right? Like Mm -hmm. talk back to them. And when you're responding, it's good to respond ending Mm -hmm. in a question. So you're throwing back to them to get that engagement cycle going. Amen. Yes. And personalizing it as well, you know? Um, So like one of my favorite kind of examples of this is getting people involved. So maybe asking them their best tips on X and then featuring their tips later, right? Because people love to be featured, collaborating with others, you know, bringing 
maybe within your group, you know, another person that you guys have a good synergy collaborating together on content, yeah. whatever you can do to build momentum relationships and be a connector for your clients to work with other clients and you to work with other people in the industry is golden. And then on your website, measure repeat visitors, measure time that's spent on your site for people that are actively reading. And that means they're finding value on your material. And then also just measure your churn rate, meaning are you keeping clients longer? Are they sticking with you? And then how many referrals are you getting in at the end of the day? So that word of mouth should be your number one referrer of traffic. So those are the things. That's a great metric that I want to challenge everyone listening to right now. Mm -hmm. It's something that we don't talk about much in our industry. And that's the churn rate that you said. Admittedly for pet sitting businesses, it's a little hard Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. people travel one to 10 times a year. So you don't truly know if you lost them, but Right. If you are more of a Monday through Friday dog walking company, that's a really good thing. I want to hear your feedback. Find out where you are listening to this and let us know. Let us know if you can figure that out or if we inspired you to figure that out. Because no time in these hundred plus episodes that I've been doing this podcast has anyone ever said that, Jessica. So... And another thing for the pet sitting, then you can measure in another way if it's not going to be repeat business, of course, getting calls, maybe when they travel again, but maybe even just set up like a form, whether it's one that you're mailing to them or setting up a free Google form, but just asking, you know, their satisfaction rate and just focus on improving that and saying, do you know anyone else, you know? One, were you satisfied with my service? Two, would you be willing to use me again? What some areas I could improve? Any of those things. But you constantly want to be checking the calls. People love giving their feedback. You can even have it as a link so it's anonymous for them if you want. But just check those scores because you want to keep that momentum going with them. I love this. This is all the big cycle of relationships. You're asking for feedback now. You're not Mm -hmm. just, we talked about doing things and making them feel like royalty and also getting feedback to make sure that we're doing the things that we think actually are good. (laughs) So Jessica, as we kind of take a close to the show, can you Mm -hmm. leave us with what should we be doing on social media to better do the relationship marketing. We kind of touched a little bit on the engagement side of things. Do you have any other tips or tricks or examples maybe Mm -hmm. that you've done for yourself or clients that might be a little inspiring for the audience? Sure. Definitely stick with the collaboration and the conversations. Think of how you can collaborate with others and answer questions, but then be an active listener as much as you are an engager as well. So listening, meaning like search for conversations that are happening out there, depending on what tool you have. There's several social listening tools out there, but just see what others are saying, what their concerns are. Find forums that are relatable to you and just listen because that's going to give you blog ammunition. That's going to yes. give you ideas to improve. And that's really going to get you in the heads of the people that are calling you. So you want to be an active listener just so you can check the pulse. And I think sometimes we stick to our own zone and the people yeah. that we're familiar with in our own network and And sometimes we forget to go outside and listen just to what other people are saying. So definitely be an active listener and think of just one thing that you can do each day on social to personalize something, whether that's a video tweet back to someone if you're on Twitter, whether that's a thankful for someone, you know, and and calling them out, but calling attention to someone else for something positive and just focus on gratitude that goes a long way. So how you can spread more joy online, it will come back to you tenfold. I love that. 
Jessica, you're absolutely incredible. And you also have a free download offer for our group. The link is going to be in the show notes, but can you tell us more about this social media toolkit that you have for all of our listeners? Sure. So the toolkit just gives you the dimensions you need for images on each site and then gives you some best practices for each site, along with some of my favorite free tools that you can use on each one. And then our 10 for one rule uh, to social media posting that will help you out and just some quick tips on times of day that have been shown to get more engagement. I know that one's hit or miss on some of those, but, but we just try to give you our best tips for each platform just free. That's fantastic, Jessica. Thank you so much for being here. It was honestly a very pleasurable interview and I had no doubts. You are so knowledgeable and uh, let everyone know how they can contact you or learn more about you or get into that magnetic, what was it called? I'm so sorry. Magnet marketers. No, you're good. Magnet marketers. (laughs) We are very magnetic with it. (laughs) Magnet marketers. So yeah, um, you can find me online at with all my social handles, if you just go to jessicaphillips.com, it's J-E-S-S-I-K-A-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. This has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. Remember, when life gets you down, always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in Your Business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.